Hey, welcome back to the podcast. So in today's podcast episode, it will be structured different as a result of me receiving so many questions throughout the week about building a profitable framework for mental health businesses via Instagram, email, and in our dope therapist community. From time to time, I decide to go Instagram live at Dr. TK Psych. And so I just wanted to give you a heads up that the sound and the interaction will sound different. You will hear me at one point answer people's questions in the chat box, but I'll make sure to read those questions so that you can hear them as well, because it may be the same question question that you have. And so if you have a question of your own and you would like that to be answered or considered to be provided on an Instagram live, then feel free to reach out to my team at hello at drtk.com. But let's go right into the Instagram live. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Hey, welcome everybody to the bonus day of the Manifest Your Profitable Private Practice Bootcamp hosted on Instagram Live and then also will be available to my podcast listeners. So out of the three-day bootcamp that we had thus far, I am super grateful and super honored to be able to host such a phenomenal three-day event that was definitely, we experienced a pivot. And what I mean by that is I spoke to this on all three days. Typically, I do workshops like this if it's like, three days, five days, I do it on a webinar platform where I can share the screen and things like that. But then I thought to myself, through a download that I received literally on like last Wednesday or Thursday is that I looked at the list of people who were registered and I noticed that the numbers were just not where it typically is. And I'm like, what is going on with therapists? And so something told me to just stand still And just wait to see if you will receive like a response to the question of what can I do to show more people what we have coming up. And I literally got a download immediately, which said you need to pivot. And instead of you doing it on a computer webinar, why don't you do it? on Instagram, right? And I had done like challenges and stuff like that on Instagram, but not necessarily like a boot camp full of information, helping people assess their business because I believe they need a visual, they need slides and all these things. And so I don't question when I get a download now, I just roll with it. And so that's exactly what I did. And so um, what was it on Sunday? Sometimes, you know how they say when you in the shower, the water hits you, it's just like, boom, you just get all these downloads. And so Me not, you know, paying no mind, just washing up, you know, is I literally received an uncalled for download. And the download was, have you ever thought that maybe Instagram is a good platform right now, considering the quote unquote times that we're living in? Because the people who you are serving during this boot camp are people who, if they wanted to continue to have their job, their career, or their private practice, they were tired of looking at the computer screen. They were tired of looking at a telehealth platform. And I'm going to say 99.9% of therapists were doing telehealth via an iPad, a desktop, or a computer. So why don't you go against the grain and why don't you share this information with them on a place where they go to escape? Huh. And what do we do? We escape and go scroll. And so I said, okay, this is good. And literally, as soon as I made the pivot, my registration numbers went up like in 24 hours. It was 
crazy. Like literally, I think in the first few hours, I had like 30 people sign up, right? And I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's good, you know? And so I'm here today on the bonus day. And the reason why I'm also recording it for my podcast listeners is because I received another download yesterday because my plan was to come on here, answer questions, which I still will. But also I just wanted to be present and really talk about the term investing in yourself, because that is not something that therapists have been taught beyond investing into your graduate degree. They really don't talk about invest in your mindset yourself beyond therapy, right? So that was my plan. And then there was a pivot inside of me. I did two meditations today. Something last night told me, you should probably share some of your story. Hence the Instagram post that I put up yesterday. Some of you may have saw it. And I pretty much outlined, um, I'm not going to read it, but you know, I pretty much outlined the incremental steps that got me to for example, my first quantum leap at the end of 2020, because people typically see what's on the outside and they don't really see all of the steps that someone has taken like myself in order to get to where I want to be in my career, in my uh, business, in my family, in my spirituality, in my health, all those things. Okay. So As I'm in the shower again, like, well, what story will I share with them? Because hell, I got plenty of stories. And something said, instead of sharing, like, you know, you can share the stuff that's on your podcast, like the motherhood and stuff like that. But I really want you to share something that has a directly correlated message related to their business, not necessarily personal, even though that's important. So I said, okay. So what came to mind as I was doing my two versions of meditation this morning, because I've also taken another investment um, this year to focus on my mindset yet again, but on another level. So what came to me is sharing with them why it was so important for you to get comfortable in walking into the unknown territory. All right. So I'm going to say that again. I had to become comfortable of walking into a unknown territory. So now let's tap into story time. So if you are listening on the podcast, you won't be able to see these photos that I upload for Instagram. Nevertheless, I will more than likely put them up on my thread and say, you know, here's the the show notes (laughs) to the podcast when we do release it um, at the beginning of next week. But for Instagram, I'm going to still, you know, read you through it. Okay. So it's story time. So, oh my gosh, I didn't put it down low enough. And so that's okay. So My name is Dr. TK, of course, and I definitely have been through some things in my life that I would deem as traumatic and that has molded me into different levels of who I am. And so I'm going to go in order, um, just in a summary. And the photo that you see on the screen, even though I know that part of it is blocked out, which is education, is me going into multiple steps in my life that led me to become the person that I am today, okay? Because what I want you to do is start taking notes of have you experienced some of these incremental steps and you're not realizing that you're going through a stage of what's called preparation. We talked about that on the third day of the boot camp, which is also known as the shedding process, the harvesting process, right? So my background starts from Compton, right? So I was actually born in Portland, Oregon. Some people don't know that. And my mom moved back home to Compton when I was two years of age, single mom. And she moved, you know, back with her parents. And then we kind of got on our own. So I pretty much from my household lived in a single parent household, went all through school, K through 12 um, in Compton Unified School District. My father was 
um, incarcerated throughout my life from what I understand. I grew up in a home where my mother gladly did not ever speak negatively about my father, which is very, very important. Um, but I knew his background, um, considering where he was. He also, when he was out, he was right next door in Long Beach. Um, so of course that can take a toll on a child because your father is right next door <laughs> and they are not making any outreach, right? And then I had a lot of trauma based off of where I was living, whether it be exposure to gang and police raids, you know, seeing people be shot, uh, seeing guns being pulled out right in front of me, um, walking right past a dead body on a tarp. I mean, you know, I, those things are not anything that a kid should be exposed to, but it's part of my story. So then in terms of my education, this is also moving me into preparation. So I was a studious kid. And so I always wanted just to go straight through. I never really wanted to take a break outside of that situation that I talked about, I believe last Saturday on the podcast and on Instagram live in terms of me not taking accountability to do, to do the things that I needed to do to go straight into college. So I ended up having to take a semester off, but I was still working like two to three jobs. But nevertheless, for the most part, as soon as I started college, I still went straight through. So I was an honor student. Um, you know, I had you know, a lot of accomplishments, head cheerleader, basketball captain, and school president, right? And then for my doctorate degree, I was also the student body president, and I was able to be the first one to defend my dissertation. So that was a very big deal. So what I'm also saying in the first part of these preparation milestones that as a child and as a young woman, I didn't realize what was happening is that despite things that I have been exposed to, despite some things that I felt like I lacked internally and externally in my environment, I remained resilient. I continuously bounced back. And I don't believe that resiliency is necessarily taught. I do believe though that resiliency is something that my God has placed in me because he saw the things that I was exposed to as a child, but he knew what the ultimate vision was. Cause that's what we're really talking about is what is the ultimate vision of what your higher power or this universe has for you? And are you going to follow the road that they're giving you or that he's giving you to follow? Because if you don't, what will end up happening is you will veer off and he'll eventually bring you back, but it may take you longer. Okay. So then, um, in terms of my mission, as I got older and I got more mature in terms of my career and really what I wanted, I became a professor at an early age at 25 and at 25, I'm looking 19. So that was very interesting. I also became a clinical supervisor quite early in my career. Um, I started developing programs in the community. So what I'm also sharing is that I started to expand my vision beyond myself. And I started to expand my vision into my community, into college students, into graduate students, into clinical interns for psychology. Um, also, then I started to branch off into the community where I noticed that communities were talking about what they didn't have. Or I started to notice the gap of what they didn't have, which is what makes me good at what I do right now, but I didn't realize that I was in preparation mode all the way back then, right? And then also it ended up allowing me to serve my city in my county job, serving Compton, Lone Beach, and Watts in terms of the juvenile justice system. I literally was right back where I started, and I don't believe that any of that was on accident. So I ask you through my story to start to identify what are some 
um, steps that have moved you toward preparation when you look back because you probably didn't realize what was happening. And if you really look at it, even though it may have hurt, even though it may have been a traumatic experience, I don't take back anything that I've experienced because it literally made me be the person that I am. And now I can honestly say that I am walking in a state of alignment with who I am. I'm not, I aspire or I'm inspired by other people but I don't try to be like other people. And that was a process, right? Um, so then the last step of this map was that I had to learn how to invest in myself beyond a degree. So how I got to the point where I am now in terms of investing in my business, into my mindset, into my future is that of course it started with my education and license. So if you believe that you, you know, will not pay to get help in your business, in your private practice, guess what? You've already invested. You've invested thousands of dollars or for some of us, hundreds of thousands of dollars into your education. And I'm here to ask you, how far has that gotten you beyond the white box of the therapy room? Let's be 100% real because it does teach you how to be a therapist awesome. It may even teach you some things in your personal life. Great. But how can it teach you how to live life abundantly? Because it's specifically teaching you how to teach other people how to get functional, but graduate school did not, you know, prepare us how to live a lifestyle full of abundance and prosperity. They don't talk about that, but they do supply us, which is crazy, all of the tools to understand the theory. And then if you're curious, you will then just go buy more books, right? So you've already invested in your education and your license. You've already invested in continuing educational credits if you're licensed. You've already invested in licensure materials to get prepped, to then spend time, which is an investment, to get licensed. And then you invest, you know, later on maybe, to grow in other areas in your life and in your business, right? Which is why we're here today. And so now I want to move you into the actual journey. I want to break down the journey so that you can logistically see what has happened behind closed doors, which will explain why I am in the position. Because again, like what was it? Um, November, December, I got really out of my comfort zone. And put a one in the chat, um, comment box or chat box if you're watching this live. If you are curious to know how I took a solo practice to a group practice making a quarter of a million dollars with literally two to three staff while having a nine to five job, then moving from that step to then bringing in 50K months, understanding my niche understanding what is the gap in my community, in my universe, and helping people out beyond me. Then are you curious how I turned 50,000 months into quantum leaping $198,000 months? So put a one in the comment box if you're curious about that, because I am still a licensed clinical psychologist. I am still a black woman from Compton. I am still a wife. I am still a mother. I am still a woman who battled with infertility, having to get two surgeries in order to have a child. And guess what? This harvesting process that I'm referring to in terms of preparation, all of that was happening during all of these setbacks, right? So the first one you're looking at is education. So I'm going to quickly move through these, but it's going to go in more of a narrative version. Okay. So these are things that I have been accustomed to. I was told by somebody that I truly love and that I look up to a family member that I wasn't shit. And I wasn't going to graduate from high school because they got mad at me one day because they said something inappropriate to me. I cop back as a kid, probably shouldn't have done that. And then they said, that's why you ain't going to be shit. That's why you ain't gonna graduate from high school anyway. 
Hmm. I was 14 years old when that happened. Okay. Then when I was in high school, because I did not like the way that the teacher was teaching at Compton High, because when I was done with my work, what I would tend to do is say, well, do you have any extra work, especially in math? I loved math and I loved writing in terms of composition books and kind of like poetry and things like that. So I would often ask for more work during block schedule because we were in two hour classes. And what the teacher would do is say, no, I'm out of work. You did your workbook. So just sit there. You want me to fucking sit here for an hour and a half? Now, this is what I said inside, but I said some of that outside. And then some of the teachers would honestly just kick me out. But what would happen? I would literally go to the counselor's office. I would say, I got kicked out today. They would ask me what I wanted to do today. And I would say, do you have any more scholarships? What 14, 15 and 16 year old kid do you know? (laughs) So God was already planting seeds in me, right? Because I started to position myself to say, I'm about to lose this time. You got some scholarships and guess what? I graduated with four, uh, five scholarships, right? So then after being kicked out daily, I thought it was over. I'm going to graduate school. These people are more mature. So I'm on my second year of graduate school and the dean of the program was my practicum professor. And so we were going around the room and I was kind of like the, like the first one in like a half square thing um, of a seat. And she said, who all got matched with a practicum site? Now I was very grateful that I had 15 damn interviews during my first year of practicum. Like that was something I can honestly say I was killing the game, you know, in terms of like getting interviews and things like that. And so I was able to find the match, which was my number one choice. And it was a program that served inner city kids. And I always said that I wanted to serve kids that were similar to kids in Compton. And to me, Richmond was the closest thing. And so I was very honored to be able to be matched with that practicum. So the practicum supervisor said, what do you think you're going to like about the site? And I said, I think I'm going to be able to understand the kids. You know, they, they don't speak the same language that I speak, you know, like slang and stuff like that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So she said, what do you mean by slang? And I'm like, are you serious? So I got, everybody got really quiet. You could literally hear a pin drop in my classroom. It was like maybe 12 of us. And so everybody knew what I was referring to, but she did not. An older white Jewish woman, but she was not culturally competent. And so we go back and forth. And then I end up having to say that, you know, like Ebonics, because I felt like that was the politically correct word that she would understand. Um, And I said it very sarcastically. And she was like, oh, okay, I understand what Ebonics mean. Okay, that's what you mean by slang. And I'm like, yeah, so I'm moving on thinking she gonna ask the next person, what's their practicum site and let me know in the uh, comment box like what is your reaction in like an emoji face of what the hell she's saying right so then she takes it a step further and she says would you mind giving me an example and could, could you speak some ebonics oh we want me to speak ebonics now what the fuck and so i calmly gathered myself unknowingly i started doing some um mindset tools internally right and then i said you know no i cannot dr so-and-so because she's still the dean so you know gotta be careful right so i'm like but you know and i said this very sarcastically i said but if you kind of see me in the hallway walking with my friends maybe you can catch me talking ebonics and i said we can go to the next person (laughs) right and she was like okay and everybody at the class was like i thought you was about to haul the fuck off right and so nevertheless after that Then I started working in the county and as I saw, I said on yesterday, you know, and I said in my post, I was dressed very casually walking into these jails because that we were taught to wake up and and probation said, if you wake up and you dressed and you feel like you pretty today, you need to go home and change your clothes. 
I said, well, hell, I'm pretty every day. But I guess what he's talking about is like, don't dress dress, you know? So I would dress in like jeans, hoodies and things like that, you know, presentable, but casual. And so I went to a camp and then I was going to the Nickerson Gardens to see one of my kids, right? And if you're not familiar with that, that's what we would consider the projects, like apartments or whatever, right? In South Central. So um, I really have to dress casual because I don't want to look like a damn outlier walking into the projects. And so I went up to this camp and they happened to be having a fire drill. So during the fire drill, we had to go outside. But in the midst of that, I run into a probation officer that I'm going to have to work with for the kid that I'm there to talk to him about aftercare services when he gets out of camp for mental health services. That was my role in the aftercare program. So I introduced myself as, hey, I'm Dr. Jackson. The black probation officer man looked at me up and down and said, you a doctor? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a clinical. He was, oh, he said, what kind? I said, a clinical psychologist. He was like, hmm, you a doctor, huh? And then the little bell rung and we went outside. And I'm like, no, this mother effer didn't, right? So went outside and then I just start, I just left him and just start talking to other probation officers that I knew and, you know, held kids that I had knew from the juvenile hall that's in camp now. And so then we went back in and of course I did my job well. I spoke probably as he did not assume that a black doctor with true religion genes and a hoodie and Jordans can talk. And then after the meeting, he said something very fascinating to me. He said, wow, doc. You know, I guess you really know what you're talking about. You good. You guess I really know what I'm talking about? What does that mean? Does that mean that because of what clearly you saw, because he was looking at my outside, judging a book by its cover, he didn't assume that I knew what I was talking about? Okay, all right? And then it got better where as I started just to progress in my career and people would ask me, where are you from? Where did you grow up at? And I would say, Compton, they just did not Believe me, right? So this is why I'm sharing this with you, just so you know. I'm sharing that these are all the things that took a toll internally on me. These are also other traumatic events because as you can determine um, or assume, even though I still was able to handle the situation in what we may call clap back to people in a very professional way, it still hurt my feelings. Clearly, if I could remember it that verbatim, it would be considered a traumatic experience according to my mindset, right? So then I had to learn how to reframe, okay? So now what I want to share with you is my quantum leap because that was my mindset. Now I want to share with you my quantum leap in terms of reframe. So now I want you to think about what are some things that you have actually accomplished in your life despite the things that happened in the first slide, right? So as a result, if we even just go back to those ages, even though someone told me I'm not going to be shit when I graduate, I still end up being captain of the squads that I was part of in sports, right? Even though they the teachers would kick me out and say, you ain't going to be shit. Guess what? I end up being the president president of the whole high school during my senior year. So what you were saying don't mean nothing, right? Then um, for me to have, you know, some of those setbacks and going to college and things like that, I um, was fortunate enough to go to my colleges within four years, you know, finish my four-year degree in four years, right? And then uh, also in my graduate degree, there were only 12 of us that finished in a four-year time frame out of 60 people in our cohort. So for a practicum professor to challenge me about 
just to me, some culturally competent issues. You know, I still showed up and I still graduated in the four year time frame that I told myself I would, right? Again, preparation for how I perform in my business, showing up as the best version of me despite my background, right? So then I was able, of course, to accomplish three different degrees. And then one of the biggest accolades or some of them in my career was that I now am an author of two books, one ebook and one physical book. One of them is about clearing baggage that is digital. Another one is a physical book about relationships, having a healthy, you know, foundational relationship, whether it's pre-marriage or post-marriage or long-term relationship called um, 12 Steps of Foundations. It's on Amazon. Okay. Um, I'm also clearly a business owner. And then I also have the lifestyle, but I'm not done. Right. So this is what y'all really want to see. But I had to show those other two because again, if we only see the outcome, we will never know how her business was able to result in a quantum leap of $27,000 to almost $500,000 in less than 12 months, right? So back in 2012, I had just bought a new home. I was recently divorced. I was working 14 hour days, meaning I was working 10 hour shifts with two hour drive to and from the juvenile camp in Southern California. I was seeing 10 clients on weekends in my private practice all at the same time. And I was only in my private practice y'all bringing in $10,000. Please be mindful of where you start from is not the end. Okay. Then my second step was in 2013. So a year later, I now have 20 clients in my private practice. I now have staff in my private practice, also known as a group practice, but I didn't know it was a group yet because I didn't know what I was doing, which is why I coach therapists now to do things the right way. And I had independent contractors. Okay. I also was only making approximately $25,000. Now, mind you, I was still working at my job. So this is like not really tripping on the fact that I'm not bringing in 10K months because this was on top of my six-figure salary, all right? Now, in 2014, that's when I incorporated, I became Resilient Communities Psychological Corporation. I still had 20 clients, but what I started to do unknowingly is started to leverage my time. So I then had you know, a team of eight, whether it be assistants and interns and licensed therapists. And I was bringing in a month in my practice, 15K, Okay. And that was on all insurance panels. So yes, they were getting paid. I was seeing clients, but we were bringing in 15K a month, which was pretty good. Then in 2015, I continued seeing 20 clients. I continued to have the group practice. I continued to have a team of eight. So my thing at that point was to see if I can duplicate the process. And I did, but then something magical happened. And I was introduced to investing in myself in terms of getting coaching. So look at all the things that happened until I was exposed to coaching. I wasn't exposed to coaching until I was 35 years old, 35. And I'm not saying that that's old, but what would my life have looked like if I was exposed to coaching when I was in high school, taking a psychology class? Cause we didn't have that option. What would my mind be like if I was exposed to coaching or life coaching even when I was in grad school or even undergrad, right? So if you are young and you are fresh off graduating or getting your hours, I'm still speaking to you because you're in a very good position and any licensed or seasonal therapist would tell you or seasoned therapist will tell you that they wished they had the information like things that I teach in the DTA way before they probably even started their practice. Okay. So some of them, a lot of them have to 
redo their foundational framework because we kind of just put it together to roll with the flow. So I started to invest in myself. That's when I also birthed my first book. So then look what happened in 2016. I left my job. I was remarried. So I found myself again. I was making 10K months by myself with private pay and insurance because I had started to slow down, you know, in my group practice, but I was still bringing in 15K in my group practice. So when I say solo versus group, I'm looking at my caseload versus now what the therapists are bringing in without my income included, if you follow. So then I'm bringing in technically 25K, right? But not knowing it because I'm looking at it in a separated manner. (laughs) Again, I started to level up in investments in my business. I started to level up even in the type of coaching that I was getting in my business. And I continue to then recognize that I will not go another year without investing in myself, okay? I will not go another year without investing in myself. And investing in myself can be business, it can be mindset, but nevertheless, I will not stop, okay? So look at this. Again, some people are like, okay, well, how do I tap into my why? How do I tap into leveraging streams of income? I don't just want to have a private practice. I want to have a lot of things, an abundance of things. So this part will be for you. In 2012, I had two streams of income and considering where my mindset was back then when I was first divorced, I just felt like that was enough. I had my job and I was teaching at the time. I was teaching at multiple schools, but to me, that's still one stream of income. So I was fine. Then in 2013, um, you know, of course I had went through the divorce in 2012. So I was in my newfound singleness and I was like, let me just travel. Let me enjoy life. And I was focused on just Let's work overtime. Let's get as much money as I possibly and humanly can. In 2014, of course, that's when I had the group practice. So then I started to recognize, oh shoot, I'm responsible for other people's money. Meaning they come to me, they expect that I'm going to give them clients and then pay them on time. So then I had to start to invest in systems. I had to start to do my own homework because I didn't know that business coaching existed. So I started to honestly waste a lot of my time Googling and YouTubing things for a very long time, which also prevented me in growing my practice to another level. So I started to develop systems in my business. Then in 2015, again, I started to date a little bit, uh, you know, and then I started to develop systems more, but then I started to tap into something called wealth. I started doing money things around allocating my money and taking my money more seriously, because if I have this business, I have to be able not just to pay myself, but also pay my team, right? Then in 2016, I got married. I developed systems in my business, like on a whole nother level. And I learned how to dream again. And I learned how to dream big. And I realized that if I don't invest in myself, because nobody's going to invest in me, then I will not make it to the next level because college and high school, and sometimes our environment and our parents, they didn't teach us any of this. Okay. So now I'm going to show you the investments because some people believe, you know, investments are not worth your finances. Some people only look at investments in terms of what I'm putting out. And I want to correct you right now as a psychologist and say, if you look at money as always being put out and never coming back in, that's called an expense. Anytime I on purpose and intentionally invest in my business or my mindset that will impact my business, I don't look at the amount of money that it costs as this is money wasted, going out the door, I'm about to be broke, brokenness mindset trap that we talked about yesterday. Instead, I've learned how to reframe that mindset. And now I say, 
the money that's going to go out is the same money that's going to come back in, but it's going to come back 30 times my original investment. Why? Because I am investing in someone else's system, someone else's product or service that's going to come back and teach me something. And clearly I chose my coaches because I've had more than one. I chose my coaches based off of their niche. So my first coach was focused on speaking and coaching, right? And books. Now I was just invited to that event, but when I was there, I was just blown away at the atmosphere that these damn people exist. So I wasn't really intentional about a product per se, but I was more intentional about these people have a level of energy that I feel like I'm missing in my life. So I'm going to pay for that. And even though I was scared in 2015, I got the invitation and the following year when we went, went back for the event for the next workshop, that's when I invested my first $2,500 into something that I didn't even know I was going to get. Right. And so then in 2017, I invested first $1,000 right? Thank you. I invested $1,000 into a self-paced program. Now, honestly, I didn't even realize that I wasn't going to get the person live because I didn't know, right? But then when I got in it, hell, I still listen to that course every single month because it blows my mind, the information that I'm taught. And that's by someone named Dr. Stacia Pierce. Um, she is still one of my coaches to today, right? So I invested in her Go Big program. Then we were invited to her conference in Orlando. And that's when my mind was like, Oh my God, girl, you've been asleep for the last damn 10 years of your life. Can you wake up, please? Literally, that's how I felt, right? I literally felt, I described it to her team as like the Holy Ghost coming on me and waking me up, like boop, boop, slapping myself. You need to get up now. So then they offered us the opportunity to invest $10,000 to work with her for a year, but we would not have access to her. We would have access to an online course portal and we would have once a month coaching calls for eight months, right? So I said, that's worth my investment. Again, scared, didn't know where this money was going to come from. I chose to do an installment plan, but nevertheless, I decided to take the leap of faith. My stomach was kind of twirling saying, you better do it. You better do it. And what really sold me was when we were in Orlando, another therapist from the, uh, she was, I think from Texas. And now I think she's in Atlanta, but she was a marriage and family therapist. And then she also was a life coach. And what she talked to us from that stage about is how when she was positioned to be in front of the people that she needed to be in front of, which was this coach, Dr. Stacia Pierce, that person broke through her mindset because she's a manifestation expert. Okay. She broke through her mindset about showing this young lady what was possible. And so do you know that when this young lady was exposed to her, she went home after working with them in a monthly workshop and made a $30,000 contract soon as she went back to her hotel room because she got to work, right? And I said, damn, that's the energy that I need. So her name was Jada. And I said, I'm about to be Jada and I'm about to be sitting on the stage, right? And those of you who heard my podcast or YouTube video called Hot Atlanta, that's the story that I was referencing in terms of my vision and me seeing it come true, right? So after I invested into $10,000, I said, I want to be in a program that Jada's in. Jada's in the 24K club and whatever is the golden nugget that they're teaching in the 24K club, I need to be there. So unknowingly, I was actually working my way up through, my students know this, through her branding ascension model. Her ascension model was, come to the event, let me expose you to who I am. This is my lowest level of my ascension model, which is a bootcamp or a podcast. 
free information that helps you just understand what you maybe are missing, okay? And then I moved it for Ascension Model and I went to an event. Then I invested into a 1K program. Then I invested into a 10K program. Then I invested into a 24K program, which I was a part of and I'm still a part of for three years now, right? Then in 2018, again, I repeated 24K, right? And then I invested in another 10K into programs more so for systems for my business because now, now that I've worked on my mindset and manifestation and starting to really see myself dream again, I started to recognize like, dang, I need logistical stuff now. I need James Wedmore in my life because he had business by design. I need Danielle's Leslie because I need to learn how to do an online course. So I did Danielle Leslie first. And then I said, I need more than this. I need to launch, launch like different stuff. So that's when I invested into business by design, but it didn't stop in 2019 to 2020, right before that quantum leap, I said, I need to invest in 24K again. I made the decision three months after the cohort had started. You don't get a discount when you start late. I already missed like three to four coaching calls, but I said, I don't care. This person still has the information that I need to know. So let me go back to Dr. Stacia Pierce, right? So I went back to her back in January of last year. Now I really want you to pay attention to the steps that led into the era that we live in now unknowingly walking into unknown territory, which is how we started off today, right? Let me take this down so I can just talk to y'all. So unknowingly walking into unknown territory, what I didn't know is that God was preparing me to walk into the unknown. And get this, my bishop even said three years later, he said, here's the key. He always got a theme for the year. He gave us a key and he said, this is the key to the other side our world of my term becoming, right? So I took the key and I literally put it in my wallet every single day, not knowing what was going to become of it. But I said, this is the key to the other side, right? So guess what? That key was given to me in 2017, 2018 year, right? So then the next year was called preparation, right? And I said, well, what am I preparing for? That's when I was going to Orlando. I was doing all these trips and he was like, okay, doc, I see you. You back in town to come to church. I mean, you just flew in today. And one day he gave me a shout out and he told my husband, on the pulpit. He said, your wife is up to something good. You better watch her every move. I, I'm about to cry. I kid you not. And I was like, like, I just felt like, again, the Holy Spirit hit me again. Cause I said, I feel like for you to say that in the middle of your sermon and I ain't up there talking about no mental health out of the whole congregation. He just says, Ivory, you need to watch your wife. She is on to something good. And literally I have flew in that morning to then go to church from a one, from a conference for my business. Right? So then mind you, let's speed it up in the beginning of, I kid you not 2020, we went to church and he said, the theme of this year is walking into unknown uncharted territory. I want you to hear me unknown uncharted territory. January, first Sunday, broke bread, communion. We don't know what this means, but we know he's going to break it down in the next 12 months, right? So let me just bring it down for you, okay? So I've shared with you so far, all of my, in a summary, trauma, right? The things that I've been exposed to. And then me unknowingly now, looking back, understanding that God, my universe has positioned me in every step of my life to be at where I am now. And I am forever grateful for everything that has happened to me that has been good or not good because those not so great things were, was my harvesting process. Those hard decisions that I had to make to invest in my mindset for manifestation, to invest in an online course in which I didn't know what kind of online course I was going to develop. And then I quickly realized it, that it was the birth of the academy. I invested in that literally when my son was three months old, I was still home 
um, you know, recovering from like, you know, C-section and kind of being off and me being driven to these things, not realizing that it was literally building my damn empire. (laughs) Right. So in 2019, 2020, in my coaching business, I had only made $27,000 my first year. I had the first cohort of the Dope Therapist Academy, 12 students. I wanted 12. I got 12. I don't know why 12 came to my heart. And then later, as I was building my elite coaching mastermind, something told me to go look up the number 12. And those of you who are spiritual know what the number 12 is. There are 12 months in a year. There are 12 disciples. There's so many number 12s, 144s, and all these 144 numbers and 12 numbers in the Bible. It's crazy. And I looked at that number on my way when my husband was driving to Vegas. Said Something said, look at the number 12, TK. Look at the Bible. And I Googled it like, how many times, what does 12 mean in the Bible? And it broke it down. And I said, well, I'll be doggone. I don't even want to curse. Right? So then to move you forward, okay, preparation. Let me just break down preparation. Initially, I became teachable for college students. So I started to focus not within, but I started to make sure that I was good inside so that I can give to other people. So I didn't know that positioning me to be a professor was also leading me to this quantum leap. Then I didn't realize that becoming an online course creator was putting me in the position to do what I do today, right? Developing classes, teaching at a college, having to build a course shell on my own with no damn guidance 10 years ago, not realizing that's channeling the best version of myself. Then I started to recognize that through manifestation hacks, I needed to wake up with a morning routine. I needed to have better time management skills. I had to do these things on my own as it was brought up by my coach. So let me be very clear. When I talk about my coaching programs and I talk about, yeah, we talk about mindset. I'm not about to pause your whole coaching program and not teach you about the framework when your mindset is important, but I will direct you with tools. I will say, go read this book. It's still your job to do the work. Please hear me. If you want me to hold you by the hand and get into your portal and do the work for you, don't join my, any of my programs because I am giving you the tools to tap within of your best version of yourself to go and do the work that you need to do on you. I cannot do the work for you to become the best version of yourself, but I have the tools to help you get there, right? So then again, preparation. I didn't realize that me being online and being a clown on the video, hell, I used to love to be in front of my grandmother's video. I used to be the video recorder, the photo photographer. Now, people who now see my thread, now you see why I like pictures and photos. It is Dorothy Miller's fault, right? That's my grandma, right? But I didn't realize that having a video presence and how to lead people, whether it be being the captain of my cheerleading squad, being the president of colleges, right? I didn't realize how much that was preparing me, right? And then when I started to tap into becoming a life insurance agent, which was part of my story and my streams of income, I didn't realize that being around a certain group of people would also teach me how to tap into my wanting to give generational wealth. Okay. So why am I sharing all this with you today? I want you to take a good look at this picture. I showed this to my students when I did the whole quantum leap, because you just saw a portion of it, like four slides. I did a whole quantum leap workshop at the end of last year. Okay. And I want you to take a look at this vision board. As I mentioned, when my Bishop was saying, this is walking into unknown uncharted territory, me being positioned into that coaching program, I did not know 
that in seven days, me getting on a first class flight to fly to Orlando to say, I have to be here. Something is telling me, even though I just joined the coaching program and renewed my membership, something is telling me I cannot miss this next mastermind in Orlando, Florida. That was our last mastermind in person in Orlando, Florida. That was the birth of my membership program. That was the birth of the next version of Takesha, but I didn't know it. And Takesha had just done this vision board right before she left. So if you look to the top left, all my vision board at this point was, I'm ready to live. I got my foundation in order, I thought, you know what I'm saying? But it was good. So I wanna travel the world. I wanna focus on self-care, me not knowing what was coming in two months, y'all. I said, I wanna focus on self-care. I want to focus on getting my body right so that I can have a baby girl. I want to be able to dream big and get my dream home. And look all the way to the right. It's a little dark. But my vision was, I want to be working by a pool. I want to work from home. I want to work from anywhere. I want to work from everywhere. I want to enjoy life. I want to be wealthy beyond measure and beyond money. I want to have time. What you can't see behind my little photo is that I want to enjoy bringing in my 40th birthday in September. I want to live life and I want to manifest $350,000. How? I don't know, but I believe in what's called the laws of attraction. And I'm also going to redo my goddamn office. I'm going to make it pink and white. This was right before I went to church and broke bread. This was right before the unknown uncharted territory pep talk. This was before I decided to rejoin my coaching program. This was before I decided to buy a flight in seven days and go to Orlando by myself. And let me just add, this was also the first time. This is very important for those of you who like to do things with other people. This was my first time renewing without my BFF, Dr. Roche Brown. We had always done coaching programs. And when I was in Orlando, something had told me when I had given a testimony on video, despite me being here by myself in a room, because the next day was a full-fledged conference, despite me being in this room with over 200 people ready to transform their life, their business, and their mindset, I am here all the way from the West Coast by myself. And I know that this is my breakthrough. I know it. And she actually put this testimonial on her sales page for her event, right? So... Let me tell you what happened into unknown uncharted territory. March 13th happened. About to give my son a two-year-old extravagant ass birthday party that cost about $5,000. Shut down. Having to blow out his little first birthday cake with just three people, but I'm grateful. His birthday party got canceled. Me unknowing, walking into unknown uncharted territory, y'all. Show some hearts if you are sitting here getting chills. Just listen to this part of the story. Me kind of being wallowed up, but there's no fucking food in the grocery store. There's no Pampers. There's no wipes for me to buy my son when I go to the grocery store in lieu of me trying to at least throw him together a little bitty party for Saturday to enjoy a milestone of turning two. Our world shuts down. And as I was doing all these things to now give back to therapists, because I said in April, I'd be damned if another therapist is scared to open up their private practice because of this pandemic, that is a negative. So that's when I said, I'm not going to do just one DTA in July. I'm going to do a DTA for as many times as I need to, to reach as many therapists as I can. So my one launch for July of 2020, 
starting in March and in April turned into me having a cohort in May, a cohort in August, a cohort in October. And then I said, I'm going to rev it up and have three to four cohorts of fucking 2021 because it's not over. And then something really came over me and said, damn it, they want to have streams of income. They want to know, how did you quantum leap your business? How did you go from 27K to $593 in 12 months less than? Tell them that story. So that's when I did the quantum leap workshop at the end of the year. And that's when I birthed the elite coaching mastermind, because I'm also looking for what, who I, who I serve and what they need next. And if I can give it to them, especially through my story, cause I got a happy story to tell, then I'm going to share it. So DTA is only the beginning. If you're thinking, oh, I just got to do this program and I'm good. If you want to live truly abundant, that ain't it. That is your first step. DTA is an investment an investment in what is possible for you. So let me finish sharing the story before we wrap up, okay? When I was doing, getting prepared for the Quantum Leap Workshop, this vision board fell off my wall over here and I didn't know why. And so something told me after it fell down, because I just left it on the floor, right? It didn't fall over or nothing. It was still clean. And so something told me, just like that whole go buy your first class ticket to Walt Disney World uh, little podcast that I did a while ago, something said, why don't you go get the vision board? And as I picked it up, I literally placed it behind my computer where I'm sitting right now on my desk. And as I'm continuously hosting workshops, recording podcasts every day, I started to realize I manifested about 75 to 85% of this damn vision board walking into unknown charted, uncharted territory. Why? Because I gave up the how. And I just simply focused on my vision and my mission. And my mission in 2020 was to serve and get in front of as many mental health therapists as I humanly and possibly can to share with them what is possible. I'm not going to lie. There were some nights that were felt like sleepless nights and that's not something I preach, but I was in like mission mode. I felt like I was on a divine mission from God to say, I know you sleepy, but they need this damn information Takesha. I need you to stay up this extra hour, girl. So yeah, my husband wasn't pleasant with me sometimes during some of these launches, but I knew that it was preparing me for this in 2021. It was preparing me for what happened in December. So if you look at this board, what really happened is I may not have invested travel, but I also made a plan to travel up first class for every damn flight that I get on in 2021 moving beyond. And I have not let myself down thus far. I focused on self-care. Why? Because we were stuck in the goddamn house. I had no choice but to watch YouTube and figure out how to do my makeup a little bit different, how to do ponytails in my hair, right? I started to focus on, well, damn, guess what, Takesha? You working from home. You need to redo your office. Go to Ikea, go to Pinterest, vision board it up. So some of you who see my old videos, this was not back there. You saw a plain little Chanel from Hobby Lobby picture that's over there now. So I manifested all this stuff. And unknowingly, I was taking trips to Vegas when Vegas opened back up. And I literally remember doing a CE workshop and teaching some of my high school kids at the college. And they saw the background of the Bellagio and they were like, where the hell you at? That you, you, you live nice. And I said, I'm in Vegas. They were like, how you in Vegas? It's a pandemic. I said, well, Vegas ain't closed. I was working from anywhere and everywhere. We took like three Vegas runs after May or yeah, after May just to get away. And when I start realizing what was happening, 
That's when I started sharing it with the world. That became part of my launches. Are you a therapist where you want to work from anywhere and everywhere? You looking at this COVID and pandemic season as a setback. Baby, I'm telling you, this is a come up. This is exactly what the world has been positioning you for. And you need to wake up. And then, yes, your girl still did celebrate her 40th birthday party bigger and better than ever. Why? Because I served it with the people that I love. Now, usually I just skip town. I was planning on going to Bali. But my husband made something happen because that morning I was not in the best of moods. I got pissed off for something, something irrelevant. And he ended up calling everybody because I called them and said, it's off. We were going to go to the pool. It was 120 fucking degrees where I live at. He texted all of my people and said, I need y'all to still come because what I didn't realize is that he was planning to give me a gift from my vision board, my Fendi boots, <laughs> right? And so I said, come through manifestation, right? So he, he bought me a nice cake. He did the flowers. He did it good. And everybody who came and was part of my party that I wanted to be here. And so why am I sharing this all with you? DTA is opening up tomorrow. I mean, uh, Monday. Sorry, I'm thinking today is Sunday. Lord, I think that today is the Lord's day, right? DTA is opening up on Monday. Okay. Now, if you want to be part of that early bird, you need to make sure that you're on my list right now. So if you want to get on the list, you simply go to my website and you go forward slash DTA. Okay. Now, if you signed up for the boot camp, you're already on the list. All right. So if you want to be on the DTA list to be the first one to get some of those extreme outlandish bonuses, you need to be the first one on the list because you will hear about it before Instagram hears about it and before the general list hears about it. Now, let me just put some things in perspective. I have 19.2 some thousand people on Instagram. Not all of them are therapists, but I'm just put, putting out some statistics. I got 20, 23,000 something people on Facebook, like in my Dr. T K page. I have my dope therapist community of people who have not joined DTA yet. They've just kind of been around in my community, um, in my freebie library on my podcast. I get 10,000 plus downloads a month on my podcast. So you can choose to sit out. The only way that I would say sit out this round is if you literally are nowhere near graduation. You're nowhere near licensure. If you know that you can apply this information in the next six to 12 months, DTA is for you. If your issue is time management, you have unlimited access to the course. All the calls are recorded. The only blockage is you. You can make time for what you want to have, period. There is no time. And guess what? You can't get time back. So you don't know what you're going to be missing. Okay. So don't let time be of an issue. Okay. Also, if it's a money situation, we have an installment plan. It's called an investment in yourself. And the, the easiest way that I can tell you to look at an investment, and I think Shayla's on here. She told us this is how she looked at her investment last year too. And I'm like, yo, that's how I look at it too. And my friend is that when I wanted to invest in something and they would say in my programs, it costs 500 to $1,500 a month. I would say, okay, well, what? stream of income do I need to boost to get that money? Because I'm not going to not make the investment. I'm simply just going to pivot and reframe my mindset to look at, well, what do I need to do to get what I want? So let me ask you this last question. What is it going to cost you not to join and invest in yourself? What is it going to cost you not to get the results? What it's going to cost you is what I just shared with you. I just shared with you beyond my childhood, 10 years of me not being exposed to someone like me, 10 years. And even when the 10 year mark stopped, started at 35, I'm 40. It still took from the 10, five more years to get to where I am. I don't 
want you to take that long. What are you thinking about? Why do you want to sign up for a doctorate degree in investments when you can get it in five weeks and then always go back to re-get the information? I ain't even know where re-get, but I just made it up, okay? So please get out of your own way and sign up for DTA, hashtag bars. I didn't even practice that. That's just like the Lord just spoke to me. So I need to get off because I need to get prepared for this epic last call for our uh, this cohort and also tell them what's coming up next for them and celebrate them. We literally start right now. It's nine o'clock, so I need to get off, right? So all the DTA coaches, go over to the call right now. All the DTA students, I will see you over there. For those of you who are on Instagram and on my podcast, I love you for showing up. I thank you for showing up on this Saturday morning. This will be put on my podcast earlier this week. Um, DTA does open the doors on Monday, but again, I have surprises for you if you are on the list. So make sure that you sign up at drtk.com forward slash DTA. Don't be stingy. Share this information with other therapists. This will also be on replay in my IGTV. So I will see all of you in the thread and or in DTA. Bye. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle.